0: Welcome back to another episode of Gen Ed. Um, This is the season where college um, starts coming up for high school juniors, soon to be seniors. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about the college process, how to apply to college. Um, Our guest, Laura Feroci, um, had a previous um, class with WAVE, and she went through this class and taught, like, and taught and talked about um, this college process. So Laura, would you like to please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, Um,
1: I'm Laura. I am currently a sophomore at Northwestern University um, in Illinois. Um, I'm majoring in manufacturing and design engineering, um, which is sort of a Northwestern specific major, but it's basically um, mechanical engineering with a focus on like more creative design stuff. Um, and I'm doing a minor in creative writing. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to end up doing with a lot of this, but um, I am really into like sort of human-centered design and, and creation. I'm really passionate about that and, you know, designing and building products for, for real people. Um, I'm also into, you know, quite recently, like automotive design. I do like a car club on campus where I build race cars. <laughs> So, yeah, that's me.
2: That's that's super cool. I used to have quite a passion for engineering, um, and I'm, I'm still very enthusiastic about all of it. It's just not the path for me. So hearing you talk about working on race cars and stuff get, gets me going a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. um, I'm wondering how... How is this the course that that you started to teach? You know, why was it how to apply to college instead of, you know, engineering? How to build a um, race car. <laughs> how how to build a race car, which is a class I would certainly take. Um, how I mean, how was it yep. that you got this experience that you felt that you could teach a class on on applying to college?
1: Yeah, valid question. Um, I mean, honestly, disclaimer: I totally would have taught how to teach how to build a race car if I had known last summer. But um, I honestly, I so I went to like a, a a school that like was pretty good at at doing this kind of stuff. Um, or like they had like college guidance counselor, and it seemed like all sort of laid out for you. And it was still like really hard. And I was like, I don't understand and I just sort of get passionate when like things are not like that should be done well or not done well and it's like I just I don't understand why like this material should be a hard thing like making a list is so difficult I don't feel like I'm getting any help like what is the deal what is early action what is early decision like what are all these all this terminology I feel like I should just know um, and it should be easy to just tell me Uh, and so I did a lot of sort of research um, over the summer I found a lot of I make, like, tools for myself, so I had made, like, spreadsheets for um, putting in your criteria and your priorities, um, you know, like, so, like you know, priorities in terms of, like, metrics for how to apply, like, um, location and um, all sorts of stuff like that, and um, research about, uh, like, what um, standardized testing and, like, what schools um, take which tests and whatever, and I sort of discovered a lot of information, and I was like, you know what, I... I care so much about this. I'm like, my sister was applying to schools um, in a couple of years. And I was like, let me do the lists for you. I know all this information. I have all these links. Um, I'll make it easier for you. And I would just like give super unwarranted <laughs> lectures to people. Like, I would just be like, let me tell you, like, let me help you out with this because like, I don't see it being done well. And I know that it's hard and let me like help you out. And, um, and so I wanted to like sort of do that in a place where it's warranted. (laughs) I could like talk um, and sort of help if there's any, and I know that it, um, sorry, just another comment. (laughs) Um, I know that um, like it's what also makes it difficult is that um, like college guidance counselors went to college 20, 30 years ago um, and maybe don't know what it's like now. And so I felt like, you know what, I'm sort of in a prime place to do this. I just applied um, I know a lot I did a lot of research and I'm passionate about it so I thought
0: let me let me help some people out if I can that's really amazing <laughs> I guess my experience like I'm soon to graduate high school you know so just went through the whole application process like during a pandemic you know mm-hmm. but um, oh, yeah, my school wasn't mm, the best I shall say with giving us the information when we needed it they would give us the FAFSA information in October when we should already be applying. So I kind of did the Mm -hmm. whole process um, on my own, just figuring out like first generation, like only child. And one thing that came up that was new for me, and I think it's new for everyone is the test optional, um, for certain colleges. So like the SAT and the ACT, I really wanted to take the SAT. And with COVID, like I wasn't able to. So that was definitely a factor with me. And to be honest, like I took an SAT class like when I was a sophomore and junior. And I didn't do well enough that they actually, I didn't do well that they actually refunded me the money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not the best at the SAT, but like other things I'm better at. But so I guess <laughs> like, could you go over, I guess now I, uh, like test optional colleges, like what are they? What's test optional? Would you recommend taking like a standardized test, like the SAT, ACT? And which one should we choose? Like. Because I know, um, depending where you live, um, more areas are more prone to like doing ACT versus like the SAT. What are your thoughts over that?
1: Yeah, so um, so test optional just means that like optional generally like that term with colleges typically means like we will um, look at it if you give it to us. But like its existence in your application will not affect your application. So, like, whether you have it or not doesn't matter. Um, But, like, if you do have it, we will look at it, and it will affect your application. Um, So, a lot of schools, like, this is, you know, because of COVID is a recent development, um, is that a lot of schools that did not used to be test optional have to be, like, had to make themselves test optional because, like, students couldn't take, um, couldn't find test dates or test locations. Um, I, like, because there are still some schools that are test optional, and because some schools don't really mean it, <laughs> um, like they are not really, like they prefer that you have tests. Um, I honestly would recommend that if you can find a date, and if you can find a location, um, to be honest, I don't know a lot about like what's going on with that now. Like I'm sure that it's a little bit better maybe. Um, if you can find a date and location, I would recommend that you take it, especially if you don't know where you want to apply yet. Um, I would just, I would do it as a backup because also a lot of schools are, um are, have score choice which means that you don't have to send them all of your scores if you don't want to um so like even if you take it and you do badly it doesn't affect anything because you don't have to you don't have to send it to them so i would just really there's no downside i would take it if you can find a date and don't worry about it if you can't um oh yeah.
2: yeah i <laughs> I fun fact was an ACT tutor for about an, about a year, so I my opinion's a little bit biased, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I would echo what you said. Where you know if you have the ability to, I would take it because as as you said, it you know it can't really hurt um, to to just take it and see what you get. And if you do really well, then then it could potentially help your your application, but. Right um, you know, also with my background a little bit on the ACT and with a little bit of my own experience applying to college, when I was growing up in the community that I lived in, I kind of repeatedly heard from most of the adults who had, you know, mainly gone to, um, you know, who had all gone to college in like the eighties that, you know, GPA and standardized, standardized test scores are king, you know, Mm -hmm. um, this idea that, Oh yeah, if you have a high GPA and a high ACT or SAT, then you can kind of get into wherever you want. And so I really took that to heart as a youngin and, <laughs> and so I, I you know, I, I tried hard in school, I got good grades. I I did very well on the ACT. And then when it came to time to apply and I started doing research into college applications, I began to realize that the focus wasn't really on that anymore um, for a lot of these schools. Could, could you explain kind of what are the major parts of kind of the college application outside of, you know, ACT slash SAT and GPA that are really important to your, you know, chances of acceptance?
1: Yeah. So, um, I will tell you, but let me tell you a story first. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Um, I, was in a, like, sort of a summer class thing, um, like a like a summer camp, but, like, sort of academic summer camp. Um, and there was a seminar taught by, I will not name, but a chief admissions officer at, like, a top school. Um, and he was giving sort of, like, a, a long seminar on how to apply to college and um, what, like... About testing and about what's important and exactly the questions that you're asking, um, and I will never forget he gave us like a, a case study. Um, here are like these three applicants and like here's sort of their details. Um, here's their essay and you know what their grades are and what and whatever else. And so like you know three applications. And then we had like this fake university. You know a red brick university. Here um, are their details. Like they have a swimming pool and they you know just got this situation whatever. Um, and so it was like we have to. First of all, you only have six minutes to read each application, six to read the <laughs> recommendations, the essays, the, like six minutes. Just think about that for a second. You can't really make you can't really make a good decision in six minutes. Um, and so we had like these three applications laid out. He like goes to the board and is like, okay, so here's this person. She is good. Test scores. Um, the her like transcript her grades sort of like went down um her recommendation letter says that her dad died but like her grades went down um and then uh so first strike one <laughs> um and then so then the next one um he's like oh this person has like okay scores they like sort of you know she has like a 600 on like the sat subject test which is not um great um and then oh but look she's a swimmer and we just got a new pool accepted. it I swear, to, I swear I swear to God that is exactly what happened. And I was just I was I mean shut like that's ridiculous that you can make like the other girl or like you know there was somebody else who had like really good grades but like he he wasn't a swimmer and like we just got a new pool so we have to accept her because like she'll fit into our community. It's like that is like you cannot based on that like based on this like chief admissions officer telling me that like with this case study just you know, immediately, this is what's going to happen. Like, you really can't know what's going to yeah. get you in and what's going to make or break your application. You really just can't. And, you know, it's sort of terrible, but also freeing because it's like, you, you don't have to tie your worth to whether you get into the school that you want. Cause you really, it really just depends on so many things that are out of your control. Um, so given that, um, there are, I'll tell you (laughs) what happens in the college application. Um, so there's, you know, I, I like to split it into sort of these five parts of the process, um, as you have your basic application, um, your name, age, address, you know, you list your extracurricular activities, usually, um, your personal info. And then you also, um, have your uh, personal essay, usually like 200 to 600 words. It depends on if you're doing Common App or if there's a school specific application or whatever. I can talk about those um, also if you guys want. Um, and then you have your grades and scores. Uh, transcript is you know, required. Um, standardized test scores, or ACT, SAT. Um, so SAT subject tests are becoming sort of obsolete, but there are still a few schools that require them. <clears throat> Georgetown. Um, <laughs> And uh, I guess maybe they're strongly recommended now, but I'm not sure. Um, And then your APs. uh, And, like, a lot of schools are score choice, which means that you can send them what you want to send them, and they can see what you want them to see. Um, Then you also have recommendation letters. So usually schools will take two or three um, from, like, recent teachers that you've had or, like, employers or, you know, people who you've um, worked for in, like, a volunteering position or something like that. Um, and then sometimes you have to do an interview. I, even before the COVID age, <laughs> I did not have to do an interview. Um, so, you know, it depends on what school you're applying to and then, uh, supplements. So this is where, you know, I was like, what's so difficult about my application? Supplements.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like having um, flashbacks. If you're applying. Not... <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 we're. <Well>, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, your supplements usually like um northwestern had two there's like one about extracurriculars and then one about you know why northwestern um some like princeton has like uh tons of short like little short answer questions that's like what's one word to describe this and like oh my god i don't
2: know i applied to princeton (laughs) those were were fun to do (laughs) oh it's not fun at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) um and then oh and then u chicago will have like is a hot dog a sandwich? And it's like, what kind of
0: like, who do you think you are? Like, what is this question?
2: I love those questions so much. <laughs> I thought you really get to know someone.
0: At college, really? um, on one of like, the supplements, they asked me like, oh, like how would you describe your personality? And um, I looked back to like some of my previous like written work and one of the, like my, my English teacher that year, she made us like do kind of like the University Chicago, like, prompts. And so one of them was, like, Mm -hmm. if, like, if you were dessert, like, which dessert would you be and why? And I put, like, vanilla bean ice cream. And then I, like, talked all about, like, how I would be vanilla bean ice cream and actually included that as, like, one of my supplements. Like, how would you describe your personality? (laughs) And, (laughs) oh, my God. It was funny. Wait, I want to, how are you, like, vanilla ice cream? Well, Um, so what did I say? Oh, I said I am a genuine person. Like I like vanilla bean, like you can see the vanilla bean flakes in it. Like, you know, the actual vanilla mm-hmm. bean, not really like home style vanilla, yeah. where it's just like bland, like it's not, like vanilla extract, you know? <laughs> so I really went off of that and how I said like, oh, I'm really good with people like meant well, you can always put like a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream on top of like your brownie or Whatever. Yeah. Goes, goes with, with everything. Yeah. yeah. Versus, oh, so yeah. I read that. And then, like, at the end, I didn't include this in my college essay, but I was, like, because I'm, like, Caucasian, so I was, like, and also this, like, I'm, I'm a little white, you know?
2: <laughs> oh, in I'm white.
0: But, yeah. Did that's not so submit funny. that to college, but... I think that's the one part of the college application that I was like is going to take me a lot of time like i wasn't expecting it um,
2: right. and you
0: and one of the questions is like why this college for one of them i just applied because they had a free application and that was the school i actually didn't get into and yeah and i thought oh. that was interesting because it was like optional um and i found out like when they say like optional or strongly recommended it's like you should do it you know <laughs> so <laughs> can you yeah, give like right. any tips or advice for like writing your supplementals or like how that goes and then maybe we can go into like um the essay part of the application process yeah,
1: um supplements generally like I will say generally what they're looking for is like a couple of things um just general ability to like craft just something that's like sound and logical um I think that that's something they're looking for. And then, um, obviously like information about your personality and views, um, like where your passion lies. I feel like that is something that, um, everybody's always looking for is like, what, you know, gets you excited. Um, your, where your motivation is and your drive. Um, like sometimes it depends on the question, but, you know, impact on your community, whether that's like the school community, if you're volunteering like that community, um, personal growth, um, and like your authenticity, um goes back to like passion and and motivation is like is that something that you're is that where like where the spark is like is that are you being authentic about that um and then interest in their school is the third thing um and so then I sort of I found this article once that was um there are three types of essays and I was like ah yes classification my favorite (laughs) there's um who are you so um Alana sort of similar to what you had filled out with the vanilla bean thing um like what is your personality like um and so generally some tips for like answering those types of questions um take like a couple of things like a couple of key parts that you want to focus on um and like showcase those couple of things one like major pitfall is that you try to take like your entire resume and like shove it into this like who are you essay (laughs) yeah and it's like take a couple of things that are like important and like showcase those um and then like always like this is sort of underrated is like a good story, like a good story will win anybody over. If you can like turn your person, like couple pieces of your personality into like a solid story that has like an arc and like people could be like, Oh, that was, that was good. Like I enjoyed that, you know? Um, uh, and then what helps with that is like taking a specific moment or like a specific time. Um, and like, that also helps you like, like hone it, hone it down. Um, Yeah, so those are a couple tips for that. We also have, why this school? Um, Very common question. Um, I would research a lot. Um, Make sure that you know, like, there are, like, these horror stories of, like, people will be applying to um, a school with that question, and it has the name of the wrong school in it because they just (laughs) copied and pasted it. Like, do you know how bad that must look? Like, just make sure you have, like, specific... Maybe, maybe like classes or programs that you want to do, that's always like impresses people. Um, like, yeah, you know, specific clubs that you're interested in. Um, and then, and like always, you know, connect like what you're passionate about to those things. So like, I am interested in automotive design and I see that you have, you know, Baja, an off-road race car club that does this, you know. Um, and like, I would do that if I came to campus, like this is what I'm interested in. Um, like specificity always wins that over. Um, and then you have like open ended or like more creative stuff like the U Chicago, you know, um, is smoothie is soup, you know, something crazy like that, um,
2: which it obviously is.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, okay, we'll have to discuss it later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will be coming back to that. Um, and then you have like, so do you know? I, I mean, it's difficult to say because like these are this is sort of like the miscellaneous category, but like research always helps. Um, if you're writing about like particular viewpoint, make sure you research that like have some sort of like authority. Um, and like, you know, if you're funny, be funny, just like show off your personality. You know? Um, yeah. Those are sort of my tips for the three types of supplements.
2: Just to kind of drive that point home. I'm wondering if you can settle a bit of a debate that Mm -hmm. me and my dad have had for like the last almost two years now (laughs) when I was writing my, college essays, um, I had done a lot of research and I'd seen kind of a lot of stuff that you had been saying there where, you know, you want to tell stories, you want to come off as, you know, very genuine and sincere. Um, and so I, I used all that to, to write my first essays in, you know, I, I wrote some, some pretty, I guess you would say like more emotional, like a little bit more colloquial of essays, um, mm-hmm. to kind of just, you know, in the view that I would be trying to show off myself, try to show off my personality and make it feel like I was being really genuine and really sincere in my responses. My dad um, read this first round of essays and he comes from the business world and mm-hmm. he was very unhappy with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he he was adamant that they needed to be um, quite – kind of academic very professional um and and kind of focus mainly on my accomplishments and try to just like kind of put a lot of put a lot of what I'd done in these essays um would you say that there's generally I mean obviously it, it differs by the school and by the topic but would you say that there is generally um a preferred style with writing between that kind of colloquial approach that I took and the very professional approach that my dad wanted me to take.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I'm just going to point to that disclaimer that like, you never really know what people are looking for, but, um, I will say like, honestly, like that authenticness, like if you can tell that it's like that, that person wrote it and like, I think that that like that trumps everything is like, if it's in your voice, as long as it's not like bro. And then I LOL, like, yeah. as, long as, it's yeah. like as long as it's in your voice and it's like reasonably formal, um, you know, just like, I mean like grammatically um,
0: yeah.
1: I feel like, I feel like if it's you, if it's your voice, like that, that sh- sort of shines through um, more than, you know, scores and GPA if it's like if that's your passion and that's your voice and that's like where your energy and spark is like I would go with that
0: for me I did a little bit of research like Um, about like the college process and more schools are going for like a holistic approach where they look at your whole application and they don't value certain things more so than others. And um, one thing I found that was helpful to me at least was making sure I showcased different parts of me and my life. I didn't try to focus on maybe what was in like um part of my resume I guess and I took like the personal essay to a different side where I talked more about like my hobbies outside of school and how I like being outdoors and how I'm like a grounded person and stuff um mm-hmm. but the thing was that was difficult for me was without like guidance from school and um like Doing it without like a older sibling or someone, um, when should we like start looking at like writing these essays or looking at applying, um, and what are the different ways to apply? Um, I started the process really
1: late, sort of like the in the summer between my junior and senior year. Um, that I would not recommend that. <laughs> Um so I I would guess I think that most people seem to have an okay time doing like in in the spring of their junior year and I know that that's really busy. Um but you know I would say thinking about applications probably then is like to give yourself enough time. Visiting just do honestly whenever because like that ex- like the experience of seeing just any school even if it's not where you want to apply or even if it's like you don't know what you're doing. It's always good to see like what what schools look like because you honestly, unless you like grow up around college campuses, which like who does? It's like you have no idea what they look like or like what, um, and it's always helpful when you're looking at metrics later. Like, oh, I've seen a suburban campus, like I know what that feels like, or I've seen an urban campus, I know what that feels like. Um, it's so difficult to know if you haven't been to see schools. So I would just visit whenever the opportunity you know, comes up, and then applications probably like spring of junior year. Um, different types of applications. Yeah, so there are, um, I think, probably four categories. Um, there are, there's the the Common App, which is by far the most popular, um, accepted by like about 900 schools. Um, it's like, yeah, the most, again, this is for the US. Um, this is like probably the most widely used. Um, it has like, you know, the personal essays attached to it. Um, it has like all your personal info, extracurricular activity. So what you basically do is you like put in all that info and then like schools that support the Common App will have like their supplements inside, like in the website and you like do the whole application. You fill out like those supplements for those schools and you can like submit the Common App, you know, all in one. And so you don't have to do like multiple applications. Um, the Coalition App is similar, um, less popular. Has about like 150 schools that support it. Um, same type of thing. You like fill out the whole thing, and then you like fill out the specific supplements or like other, you know, portfolios or whatever else you need to do um, through the co- like through that application that you submit. Um, then you have like system shared applications, which are like you know University of California applications. Is like they have their own. Um, like there's the U of C application form, you fill out that, and then you can apply to like all, like all the schools, you know, in that in that system, and, like all the uh, UC schools. Um, apply Texas is similar, a lot of the schools in Texas have, um, are, are on that Apply Texas app. Um, uh, and then you have like a school specific app, so like MIT famously has its own application that like you can only apply to MIT with that application and you can't apply with anything else. Um, yeah, and so the like the process differs a little bit. Like MIT, I think that like you have to do an interview anyway. So it's sort of like differs a little bit. But those are the four sort of main care-
2: categories. So this is going to be a bit of a long road to to get to my question here, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I have to explain some things real quick. Um, okay. There's some information that I'm about to drop that. Awana, I'm pretty sure, doesn't even know. So this is pretty big stuff. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um, Laura, you probably don't know this. I'm going to be taking basically like a two-year gap year after this academic semester mm-hmm. um, and for various reasons. And when I return, I'm, I'm not planning on returning to my current university. I was actually talking to Laura about this right before um, we started recording, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe applying to to the school she's going to right now, Northwestern. But um, but so, A, I get to go through this whole process again. So, Yay. Clearly, so fun. clearly, I know what I'm doing with my life. I'm, <laughs> I'm on top of things. Um, but also, a, a very daunting part of this whole process, I feel like, is, is figuring out where to apply to. And mm. For me, even it, it's a little bit easier, right? Because I applied to some schools the first time. I now have more of an idea of what I'm going to to be studying, so that narrows the list down a little bit. And I just generally have a bit more experience, so it's a bit easier. But even then, you you know, you go on like U.S. News and World Report or whatever, and look at the list of universities, and it can be very daunting to
1: yeah.
2: to to try to pick out schools that you don't have a direct connection to, you know, um, that aren't like your local school or the school your parents went to or whatever. Um, So what are some tips you have for narrowing that list down, finding some schools to apply to that, um, that, you know, you can be fairly confident that you'll enjoy your experience there and that you might have a decent chance of getting into?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say, honestly, list making is probably one of the most difficult parts. Um, I spent like, you know, that entire very stressful summer between junior and senior year um, making a list. Um, I think that um, it's, I think that what makes it so difficult is that, um, especially like if you have never lived away from home before, um, which I hadn't, um, all that information about like the housing and the setting and the size. It's like, I don't even, I don't know what that means. How do I know if I even care? Like, it's so difficult to sort of just put yourself like in that position to know if you would care, if you would care about those things because you've never like experienced it at all in any capacity. Um, But if you have like sort of some idea of like what those metrics are and and like their practical consequences, which I think that like, that is the thing that doesn't get done by a lot of like college counselors is they can't really tell you the practical consequences, um, and you take some time to sort of think about those priorities um, and visit schools, visit schools, um, and sort of get a better feel, and you'll have a much easier time. So I'll give you some like here's some sort of like very basic metrics that like um, you can sort of develop your priorities around. Um, I think that like location is a lot bigger than at least i thought it was um things like you know travel is expensive and also like flights are not always direct like there's some schools that like it takes a lot of crazy effort to try to get there like you know you have to take multiple flights or whatever Um, like that affects your life Um, you might not think about it but it does Um, distance from your home i was so confused as like before i understood what college was i was like but they go like home for the weekend, right? Like I just had no concept of like I was like even like miles and miles away. I was like I, that just did not process in my brain. I was like I'll just I'll just visit my family on Saturday. Like I just <laughs> I just didn't understand. It's like no, you don't get to go home for the weekends if you live really far away. Um, you have to like feed yourself and buy shampoo and snacks <laughs> and like you'll have a little like shoebox dorm room and like it's very different you have like by bedding and anyway you like don't think about those details but like that affects your life um setting so you know rural urban suburban honestly like just google pictures of like rural college campus suburban campus you know um and like give yourself an idea like columbia for example would probably be considered an urban campus it's like s- smack <laughs> right in the, in the middle. middle
2: of the city <laughs>
1: right it's like smack in the middle of the city um so they're you know major roads it's probably loud but there's probably like a huge concentration of like restaurants and stores and other things that are like right next to you um versus like a rural campus like for example cornell is infamously sort of isolated Um, and you know you might like that like it's probably quiet Um, there's probably like one little you know convenience store which like you know might be nice it depends on like sort of your style and so like just think about you know practically what that means Um, And the setting also affects other things, you know, um, method of travel, like maybe the campus is sort of spread out if it's in a rural, I don't know if that's um, always associated with each other, but um, so it'll affect like your travel, maybe you won't walk, maybe there's a shuttle, Um, or maybe it's like you really can't get across campus unless you have a car, like, um, and then, uh, and safety, so like urban campuses maybe tend to be a little bit less safe, it depends um, where you are. Um, Weather matters more than you think it does i really northwestern is cold it is cold (laughs) um the winter is rough and like you need a really good coat like i bought a really good heavy like parka that like it's like swallows my entire body coats are expensive Um, (laughs) man. right coats are expensive and like you need gloves like your fingers will freeze off i'm telling you this from experience (laughs) um and a hat for your ears because they will also freeze off um, and you know, if it's hot, that'll affect things too. And then you have, you know, academics. So there are, I discovered this, um, they're like, it depends, there's like different sort of levels of rigidity, like between disciplines in a school. So like Northwestern happens to be, um, sort of very loose. Like you can take classes, even if you're in, so McCormick is the engineering school. I'm an engineer. Um, but I can very easily take classes in being in the music school. Like you can just. It's it's easy. Like it, there's sort of loose divisions. Like some schools, um, if you're like in a school, it's very difficult to take classes in another school. Um, school meaning like that department, like something's there, like school divisions. Like you, Michigan has like the School of Engineering, the School of whatever. Um, and so like that might matter to you. Like if you're really into like doing an, a well-rounded education, if you're into multiple things, like I'm doing also creative writing. Um, if I didn't have the opportunity to take classes in Weinberg, which is a school of arts and sciences, like, that would affect me a lot. Um, And so, like, that's one of the main reasons why I applied to Northwestern is because I knew um, from, like, you know, looking at, uh, from from talking to people, I knew a couple people that were in Northwestern. um, And from looking at, uh, like, you know, College Confidential, that type of, like, chat rooms or whatever, is, like, this school particularly has sort of, you can do a well-rounded education. Um, And, like, that was important to me. And then you also have, like, the grading terms. So like quarter versus semester, um, quarter is, you know, uh, Northwestern's on the quarter system. You have it's like about two and a half months. It's like 10, 10 or 12, 10, between 10 and 12 weeks, um, per term. Um, you take new classes every term. I did not understand that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there you can take, so you have the opportunity to take more classes and there's more, so you have like more of like breadth cause you don't go in as much. Uh, depth for each each class because like there's less time Um, and then if you're on the semester system which is um, you know you end sort of uh, probably by winter break and then you go until May um, for the next term there's more time so you have sort of a more depth experience Um, anyway so then there are a bunch of other things um, you have to look at you should look at maybe clubs and organizations like you can honestly just go to the website and check some of those out Um, the yeah extracurriculars type of stuff, um, and then maybe there are like particular programs that if you're like looking for, um, I know Northwestern has like a co-op program, so you can you know t- do a quarter at uh, the company that you you know are working at, and then you go back and do school for a quarter, and then you sort of alternate, and then you, it usually takes you like five years to graduate. Um, you can look at sort of the programs like anyway. So those are some things to consider. My here's my recommendation niche.com, N-I-C-H-E, um, if you have some idea, so like take some time to think about sort of these practical things and then plug them into niche or like very similar websites and they'll give you like a list of schools that sort of fit those things. And so like that's a good, really good place to start. It's like once you know like sort of the, the size that you're looking for, um, uh, the size by the way, affects like the size of the campus. Um, so if, you know, U Texas is enormous, it's like 40,000 people. And like, I'm sure that you need like a literal plane to, like <laughs> across the campus. Um, anyway, so, so niche, I would recommend that, um, just do a lot of like, do a lot of exploring and researching. Like once you have sort of like that very initial list, just like go check out, um, these things, go check out the clubs, go check out the location. Um I I would I was plugging schools into Google Maps constantly to figure out like sort of how I would get there. Um, and um if you have no idea, also another tip, if you have no idea what you want to study, the best thing to do, I think, is to keep your options open. So look for like well-rounded rankings. Um Northwestern happens to have like pretty good in engineering, but also really good in music. Um it's like one of the top theater schools. So, well-rounded rankings, loose school divisions, so don't apply to a school that like, if you are in that school, like you can't get out and you can't take classes elsewhere. Um, and maybe the quarter system, there are not that many schools that are in the quarter system, but honestly, it's been really cool to be able to like, just have a, like a, a breadth experience. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, just to speak to some of those things real quick. Um, I actually was accepted to, and was planning on attending the University of Michigan um, and yeah, what, what you are talking about there about kind of how, how rigid U of M is in their, in their college system was, was a massive, you know, what's the word? It, it was a massive con, I guess you could say yeah. for me, because I, I didn't really know what I was going to study. And right. for those who don't know, university of Michigan is, the most expensive public school in America. Um, mm-hmm. For out-of-state students like myself, it's over $50,000 a year to attend for just tuition. And so to it was it was a you know the nightmare thought would be to to fly out there, live out there for a year in the school that I was admitted to and realize that I wanted to do something else, have to transfer to the other school on campus, and then have to restart my four years basically from scratch. Right. And have just you know lit fifty thousand dollars on fire, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, right, that's terrifying.
2: Yeah, and and so I I elected to go to a school that was you know a lot looser and a lot cheaper so that I could kind of figure my life out a little bit. Um, and then I also wanted to speak to real quick. You're talking about all of these factors, you know, like if if the school is in a rural, suburban, or urban setting, and and you know the weather and all these things. I found that it's these things obviously matter a lot for personal preference. You know, you want to, to be where you're most comfortable, but those schools then attract other people who value the same things, you know, who value yeah. the same aspects of the geographical setting or the same, even, even something like weather can, can tell you something about people's <laughs> personalities and stuff.
0: Oh, um, absolutely.
2: <laughs> and so all of these factors help build individual kind of like campus cultures And, and so I I think that if you select a school well, based off of your own preferences, you're not only going to be in a place that, you know, is in a lot of kind of physical factors or whatever, pretty, um, or even kind of looser factors, like how flexible the, the school system is, you're not only going to be comfortable because you're someplace where, you know, you, um, where a lot of your preferences are being fulfilled, but you'll also be surrounded by people who value the same things. And so you'll just fit in better. Um, and and I think that that can be very valuable in the college experience.
1: Yeah, no, that's very true. Not to say that you wouldn't find, I think that people sort of have a fear yeah. of not finding people that are like them. Everybody's sort of in the same boat of like, I have no one. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. it, It'll be sort of like, it, I, I wouldn't be scared um, of like picking the wrong school and then ending up in a place where there's no one like you because there will be people like you but that's yeah, very true
2: there will there um, will always be people like you that's and and true. like you said everybody once they show up at college is for the most part you know you know experience something new for the first time and they don't have all the crutches that they had at home and so everybody's very social and um,
1: yeah, yeah
2: yeah so yeah for sure things things work out wherever you go for sure absolutely but um but yeah
0: Well, I think this podcast is coming to an end. I think we could talk a lot more about this. And we just skimmed the surface of how to apply to college. So thank you, Laura, for so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. Um, And we'll see you next week.